0: Folks, I want to welcome you all to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we're broadcasting from the top of the Habern Building in Louisville, Kentucky. This is Forward Radio, wfmp lp Louisville, 106.5 FM. And you can find out a little bit more about our station if you go to forwardradio.org. Again, this is On the Edge with K.A. Owens and I'm K.A. Owens, and we're blessed and favored to have uh, Kentucky State Representative Mackenzie Cantrell here with us in the studio. So say hello to the people, uh, Representative Cantrell.
1: Thank you. Hello. I'm happy to be here.
0: So, um, of course, uh, she is in the Kentucky State House of Representatives, and she's also uh, running uh, for the Kentucky Court of Appeals. And before we get started on the interview, I would like to... uh, uh, say that Forward Radio does not endorse any particular candidates or pieces of legislation, but we do endorse the need for an informed electorate. As such, we offer equal airtime to all registered candidates for any particular office, and you can get in touch with us at forwardradio.org. So, uh, Representative Cantrell, uh, uh, What do you think have been the high points and the low points of your legislative career uh, up up until now?
1: Well, I like to think there have been more high points than low points, but I definitely have served during a very interesting time in Kentucky politics. Some of the high points, I think I've, I've been there. I was elected in 2016, been serving since 2017, and I will be serving through the end of the year and finishing my term. So that's six years. And in six years, I think I've really grown as a legislator. And I think some of the high points would be really this year, I um, had some language pass that um, for mothers on Medicaid. So it used to be that if you were a new mom and you otherwise qualified for Medicaid coverage, usually due to your income, that you... Did not qualify for Medicaid after you gave birth. So we know that a lot of moms need continual health care after they give birth. It might be related to the fact that they recently gave birth. It might be, you know, attending to another medical condition that could have been exacerbated by the delivery or, or worsened or is continuing but we made a small change in the law that made moms eligible for Medicaid a year after giving birth, so one year postpartum. That's definitely a change that is something that is helping people now that I'm really proud of that people you know, are going to experience and see, and it's a positive change that's going to affect a lot of people. So I'm really proud of that one. You asked about low points, and there certainly have been some. Uh, I practice employment law for a living, and I've certainly seen a lot of workers' rights taken away in the time that I've been in the legislature. And that's been whether it's been union rights or safety that I think is going to be more jeopardized as we as we go down the road because safety standards have been weakened, or whether you know it's just the lack of action around raising the minimum wage or something like that. I've definitely seen a lot of workers' rights taken away. You've seen that definitely. Probably the lowest point I remember for me was definitely the night they passed the, the sewer bill, the pension bill. Um, that was a night for me that you saw a lot of rights taken away for workers, which was their guaranteed retirement security and then also you saw a lot of constitutional or unconstitutional maneuvers take place in order to make that happen, which was the substitution of the bill that the Supreme Court later found to be
0: unconstitutional. So uh, what is the, the, the climate in Frankfurt? Uh, for those of you listening all across the country, uh, uh, Louisville is the biggest city in Kentucky and Frankfurt is where our capital is. It's about uh, 50 miles uh, east of uh, Louisville. Uh, in a city uh, that's where the Kentucky State Capitol is so what's the, what's the, the where the, uh, the governor lives and the, uh, the Capitol building is so uh, what's the climate there
1: I think we're lucky to have a you know even though we have a, a completely uh, Republican dominated legislature we're lucky to have a Democratic governor so we do have a little bit of balance in the system in Frankfurt as it is now of course I'm running to be a judge now So I'm looking to bring some balance into the judicial system where we've also seen, maybe not in Kentucky, but in the past few weeks, I think we've all noticed how important judges are and how relevant judges are in our lives. So it's really important to all of our judges are going to be on the ballot this year. So we have to elect and vet and look into the backgrounds of all everyone who's also running for judge and not just running for partisan elected office.
0: So, folks, uh, for those of you folks uh, listening uh, all over the country and all over the world, in Kentucky, uh, we have our, I guess, what we would call local judges who are elected every so often. We have the uh, district and circuit court judges, and we have the Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court. And uh, and so, and you're running for uh, Court of Appeals, and so what does that mean?
1: So, the Kentucky Court of Appeals is an an intermediate appellate court. So, we have seven Supreme Court districts across the state. For every Supreme Court district that we have, two Court of Appeals judges are elected from that Supreme Court district. Out of those 14 Court of Appeals judges from around the state... They hear cases on three judge panels, and they are not necessarily cases only from Jefferson County. They are cases from all over the state, and they are interpreting what the law means, essentially. So if you have, um, if you were convicted of a crime, let's say, for example, you had a jury trial in circuit court and you were convicted, you could appeal that conviction to the court of appeals that you have the right to do that. If you are involved in a custody dispute relating to your child and the family court judge makes a ruling on that custody case, you can appeal that ruling to the Kentucky Court of Appeals. So the Kentucky Court of Appeals here is what are called of right appeals because that's the next level of appeals. So if, you, if the trial court judge makes a ruling with which one of the parties disagrees, that party can appeal. Um, The Court of Appeals also hear some administrative matters because our Kentucky workers' compensation system is a little bit different because you don't go to court. It's an administrative system. So sometimes those appeals go directly to the Kentucky Court of Appeals because of how that system is structured. So it's very important for our workers as well that That system and our court of appeals judges.
0: So uh, and uh, uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but as I understand it, uh, we had something called redistricting, and uh, the redistricting is controlled by uh, essentially who, whichever party has the most people in the House and the Senate. So redistricting is where. Uh, it, how many districts we have, and it draws the boundaries and that sort of thing, so people can vote for the elected officials. And then there's so, so there was redistricting that happens every 10 years when the Census Bureau. And so the party that was in power sort of took uh, kind of high profile. Women who lived in, uh, who were members of a certain party, the Democratic Party, and and redistricted them into each other's district. Am I wrong or am I I getting close?
1: That's a lot of the story of, of how I came to be a Court of Appeals candidate, or at least that was how my legislative career has now ended. So there were four women in Jefferson County, two each, who were placed in districts with each other. Um, we are, like you said, all Democrats, all women, all from Jefferson County, and all of us have been quite vocal in the legislature when the when the other party has tried to do some of the things that I talked about earlier, some of the low points, t- you know, taking away workers' rights, taking away women's rights, taking away, making our workplaces less safe. Um, you know, there's been a lot of changes in Frankfurt since 2017 which is when i started in the legislature which was also when the republicans took over so i've seen a lot of changes in state government during my time there and so i sort of became a target in that redistricting and i'm really proud of the four of us who were were targeted in that redistricting because we decided not to go along with those games that um you know, that the other party tried to pit us against each other. And we said, you know, we're not doing that. Um, Mary Lou Marzian was drawn in with Josie Raymond. Mary Lou Marzian decided to withdraw from that primary. And then I was pitted against State Representative Lisa Wilner. And I've been a lawyer and... All the judges are on the ballot this year, and some people approached me about this opportunity. I got very excited about it. This is something that I really want to do, a place that I really think I can make a difference. And so I chose to step out of what would have been a very contentious primary and, and enter the race for the Kentucky Court of Appeals. I think it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. I'm really looking forward to using the skills that I've developed in the legislature as a judge And I'm definitely in the right place in life. So I'm definitely not upset or bitter about any of that, but really grateful for this new opportunity and ready to make the case for the to the voters about why this is the right step for not just my professional life, but our community going forward.
0: So a lot of people think that uh, the Democratic women showed a lot of class in the way they handled that particular very uh, uh, tough situation.
1: We most definitely did.
0: So um, uh, so what are the differences between uh, 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 running for the state legislature and running for a judgeship? What are the things you can do or say running, f- uh, but you can't say that? How, how, how are people to understand that process and the differences between the two?
1: The biggest difference in the campaign is I represent, you know, almost one-twentieth of Louisville. There's pro- there's between 15 and 20 state legislators who come from Louisville and represent Louisville in the state legislature. And I represent one part of that around Iroquois Park in the south end of Louisville. So now in this Court of Appeals race, it's countywide. So I've done a great job for the area that I represent and they know me very well and I think I've earned their trust and respect over the years as their representative but I have to make that case to everyone else in the county that I'm going to be someone that they can trust as their next court of appeals judge so that's probably been the biggest challenge in this race so far and you did touch upon this as well, that the restrictions are a little different running for the legislature versus running for judge. When in my previous campaigns running for the legislature, you you talk a lot about your policies, you talk a lot about your values, and you can talk about how you would vote on a particular piece of legislation if it came before you. That's very different from this race for the Court of Appeals because I am restricted from telling people how I would rule in a particular case if it were before me. I can still talk about my background, um, and I think that my background as a legislator is very important to this race in the Court of Appeals for a lot of reasons. But one reason is because I have a voting record, and I have a voting record that the public can view, and the, and the public can make decisions about my values based on that. And so I'm really lucky where... Maybe I can't say some certain things now, but I've said them in the past. If if people want to look
0: at them, so are you saying that the geographic area that you would be representing as a judge would be different, larger? Correct. And so it's is it a court of appeals district or circuit? What is it called?
1: It, the court of appeals district is Jefferson County. So it's it's a. It's appellate division four district two.
0: Okay. Oh we're talking about appellate uh, district uh, say that again.
1: Appellate district four division two. Because we're Supreme Court district four and then there's two judges that come out of each Supreme Court district, and I would, and this is just Division Two. So, actually, both Court of Appeals judges from Jefferson County now, Judge Irv Mays and Judge Denise Clayton, are retiring at the end of this term. So, actually, both of the Kentucky Court of Appeals seats from Jefferson County are open seats. So I'm not running against anyone who you know challenging anyone who's in their current role, and I'm running to replace Judge Denise Clayton, which is a huge honor for me because she's been um, such a a legendary figure in our community.
0: And so, on the ballots in Jefferson County, would it will uh, the the judge names uh, the judges? The candidates who are running for judge, will will they be on everybody's ballot in Jefferson County or just on certain ballots?
1: Everybody's ballot in Jefferson County, Republican, Democrat, Independent, it does not matter. They will be on the back side of the ballot. So when you turn your ballot over, be sure to vote for all of the judge races. I will be the third race on the ballot on the back. So there we have a race for Supreme Court. Then there's the race for the other Court of Appeals Division 1, and then my race will be third on the ballot for Division 2 Court of Appeals. But we're also reelecting all of our district and circuit court judges. So it's very important that everyone take the time to look at your sample ballot when it's released before the November election and look up the the materials that the candidates have put out there and make a decision on who you're voting for for judge. You might not, because of some of the restrictions that I've talked about, you might not know as much as you want to about some of these judges. First of all, because there are so many. And second of all, because of some of the restrictions on our speech that I've talked about. But it's still important to look at the information that they have put out About themselves and their candidacy Because I think that'll tell you a lot About the kind of person they are
0: And so this is uh, 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 And and how uh, often are these elections?
1: The Court of Appeals is an eight-year term So not only are you electing someone For a very important position You're electing them to that position For a long time Um, circuit judges have the same term of eight years district court judges have a term of four years
0: so uh court of appeals and circuit court uh eight years district court four years correct okay all right so uh folks uh pay attention uh it's uh these are important positions and uh Certain groups do uh, evaluations. You don't have to necessarily go by that, but you might want to read what it is they say uh, and try to figure out why why they say it. And and if you have friends or attorneys or whatever, you might want to ask them uh, what they think about... uh, uh, uh. So uh, uh, in your work as an attorney... uh, uh, do you uh, commonly evaluate judges? or you sit around with other attorneys and talk about judges? And you don't have to share anything that doesn't need to be shared, but do you do that?
1: No, I think you made a great point talking to your attorney friends about who to vote for for judge. I think that's something we're called upon to do a lot because a lot of people, you know, if you haven't come into contact with the justice system, You might not know who some of our judges are or how to evaluate them. And I think that's a great piece of advice, just to talk to attorney friends or to look at some of the organizations that do make endorsements. I've gotten a lot of endorsements in this race for the Court of Appeals. Um, I'm very proud of all of them. Uh, Fairness is one of them. A lot of our local unions here, which I'm really proud of. The Jefferson County Teachers Association, the the Teamsters, the Boilermakers, the Um Electrical Workers, IBW, I'm trying to think of. I've got, you know, probably ten or twelve. But you know, I think it means a lot. It means a lot to me in terms of my work in employment law as an attorney, my work as a legislator. That a lot of these groups have have gotten behind me in this new endeavor too. It's 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 meant the world to me that uh, to still have a lot of this
0: support going forward. And folks can find the entire list on your website.
1: Yeah, it's com. So you can find the list of endorsements. You can find more information about me because this has been a pretty quick interview. There's uh, probably a lot more that you can learn about my background. Uh, my Facebook page is Mackenzie Cantrell for Court of Appeals.
0: So um, uh, in the common uh, uh, day-to-day activities of uh how do you all i mean when i say you all i mean attorneys uh, when you talk about judges what are the frames of references that you use
1: you know some of it is technical how someone follows the law and then some of it is less technical about you know someone's demeanor how do you treat people how do you treat people who come before you how do you treat poor people how do you treat people who cannot speak English Um, I speak Spanish and I represent a lot of clients as an attorney who speak Spanish so I'm particularly sensitive to how judges treat people who do not speak English as their first language I think we all have different standards. You know, some of it is just how have you treated, you know, have you ruled in the past? Because, you know, judges, they'll rule for you, they'll rule against you, and, you know, all the different reasons for that. Um, You know, how a judge treats people in a trial for example how they how do they communicate with jurors for example all of those are really important how you communicate to the public and how you administer justice in your courtroom is very important
0: so uh uh, also uh, a lot of times in louisville uh, people vote for judges uh based on their last names (laughs) they really do it is
1: very much a name game and um I, I don't have a, you know, one of the classic last names, but I'm, I'm someone who has earned a good reputation and worked really hard, and I'm trying to grow my name across the county. Some people who have, you know, very high-profile last names uh, have turned out to be excellent judges, and some of them have not, and I would just urge people to do a little research and go beyond that last name and name recognition.
0: And I think uh, one is that's just to make it easier, uh, because so so-and-so and so and so and so's uh, you know uh, father, mother, sister was on the court. It just makes it easier, uh, uh, and that's why they do that. It's kind of a shortcut, and uh, and 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 not having to do the research. I mean, somebody can say, "Oh, I know, I'm, you know this is Louisville, right?" And the folks say, "Oh, yeah, I knew their daddy." i mean, that kind of thing i knew that i know their mother and uh so yes that's very very louisville so it's uh, uh makes it a little tough sometimes to break into the uh uh the judging category here around here anyway so uh yes yeah, so uh, but kids out there who want to be attorneys and want to be judges don't let that hold you back uh so uh uh, you want to be, you want to rise to that challenge and make a name for yourself, because uh, we want people to, uh, you know, uh, first person the family to go to college, first person the family to go to law school. We want people to get out there and make a name for themselves and not be deterred by some of the things that the, some of the things uh, uh, that that uh, go on here in Louisville. So, uh, are you enjoying the campaign? Are you uh, uh, enjoying the process of? Uh, 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 getting out there and talking to people and what's it like uh, it's post-pandemic uh, you know running for office I uh, change a little bit during the pandemic uh, knocking on doors uh, uh, how's that going
1: like I said it's definitely a different kind of race where I you know grew my name in the south end of Louisville by knocking on doors. And in a countywide race, you're not going to be able to knock on every door in the county. I mean, I could, you know, it would take you years to do that. So I'm glad that I talked to every voter in my area in the south end the past few years because... (laughs) That was really important to me, being someone's representative. But it's—I hate how impossible it seems to do now. I am going to do some door knocking, and it's, it's something that I like to do: is communicate directly with people, answer their questions, and and talk about my background and why I believe I'm qualified for this office. But. You have to do a lot of different things as a judicial candidate. You have to go to events where you can be seen. You have to talk to people in different ways. And we're still figuring out how to do that. But I love campaigning. I've been in a job where we had to run every two years the past two years. So this campaign is not new to me. And campaigning itself is not new to me. But campaigning on a different scale is definitely something that I'm adjusting to. And trying not to leave my roots of trying to talk to as many voters as possible answer their questions be at the doorstep and be really present for people i'm glad that those are values that i already had established that i can turn into this campaign in just a different way
0: yes and uh what about the new uh sort of virtual campaigning as i see it there are companies out there that uh you pay them a certain fee, and, uh, uh, and, that, and they kind of create a virtual campaign. Uh, how does all that work?
1: I don't know. I'm not really familiar <laughs> with that. Now, there are ways. So I did not have an opponent in my state legislative race in 2020 during covid so, I was running unopposed, and I saw how some of my colleagues did their campaigns differently because of COVID. This was, you know, pre-vaccine COVID, so people really weren't getting out during that time. And you did see a lot more, you know, Zoom fundraisers and virtual events. And I have done uh, some virtual forums for this Court of Appeals race because, Some of what made our lives safer in 2020 has just made our lives easier in 2022 so we if you want to sit at home and join a Zoom forum for an event and learn more about judicial candidates that might be a lot easier than going to another side of town and you know sitting in a room full of people if you're not comfortable with that right now and and listening to candidates speak so and you can sort of do it more at your own leisure rather than other types of events where if you don't go, you know you've sort of missed the opportunity. So I think that's a really important part of campaigning when we're still in uh, sort of a COVID time. That virtual events, virtual forums, and you and you know really campaigning over a computer from your house and making your case to the voters in a different way is something you you always have to be flexible in campaigns and. I think that's a good way, not only to to keep people safe, but also keep people informed.
0: But it's still fun to take the team and go to a Catholic school picnic. Oh, isn't it? it is! You, you can't you can't replace
1: that. You can't you can't replace shaking the hands and looking people in the eye and and telling them that you want to serve them. There, there's nothing, you know. That's what makes me happy as someone who's gone through a lot of campaigns and it's just it's part of our culture and it's and it's very important
0: and uh it helps uh, i think the team really loves it too because it's uh when you take your team with you uh uh yes they're doing a, a lot of stuff i mean uh, stuffing envelopes can be fun too uh uh uh, uh, uh well, people don't lick stamps anymore, but uh, uh, they used to. But at, uh, and all the kind of stuff that people do used to do on campaigns is all fun. But uh, it's fun to take the team to events.
1: Yes, <laughs> and the, even those, you know, small scale stuffing envelopes—they're better to do in a group.
0: Oh yes, and. Uh, And uh, uh, generally, uh, uh, like, the candidate is kind of like the den mother, and the den mother brings the pizza and feeds the children. And uh, everybody eats pizza and stuff, so I'm enveloped and has has a good old time.
1: I've done it many (laughs) a time, K.A.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yes. So, uh, folks, we're here with uh, Mackenzie Cantrell, uh, Kentucky State Representative. Uh, She is running for... uh, the Court of Appeals uh, in the state of Kentucky. Uh, uh, Thank you so much for being here with us today, uh, uh, State Representative Cantrell.
1: Thank you. I was glad to be here.
0: And folks, uh, you've been listening to On the Edge with K.A. Owens, and we will be back next week here on 106.5 FM.